What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. And even if you feel bad, this is what I want people to know, even if you feel bad, like because a lot of people look at karma, a lot of people think, I'm a good person. I help people. Why doesn't why don't good things happen to me? Why don't I have money? Because money is not real, it's just a result. And then money comes from expectation. So you could be an asshole, a complete asshole. But if you expect to get money, at the end of the day, you're going to get money. You could be Mother Teresa. But if you don't expect to get money, then you don't get it. It's all about what you expect. And that comes from what you believe and what you value and who you are. On the way to the top floor, I ain't selling out though, but I'm on the way. Got a lot of real, must motivate. Hold all the moves, I'ma play play. On the way, motivation for all the real niggas. On the way, on the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next, but well, I'm on the way. You ain't take risks, cause you too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way, on the way. Today's episode is sponsored by B Jones. B is a successful businessman and serial entrepreneur from Memphis, Tennessee. After being inspired to break into the real estate industry while working as a security guard, B has been able to completely change his life and many of the lives around him through his various business ventures, one of those being a 200K club. B really takes great pride in helping others. And if you're in need of advice, whether it be business or real estate related, you can contact B at thebjones.com. This episode is sponsored by Park Hill Capital Ventures. Park Hill Capital is a multi-purpose investment firm specializing in real estate, founded by Deanna Kent and Xavier Miller. We offer several different services to educate and mentor you on how to successfully invest in real estate, no matter what your experience level is. Additionally, if you're looking for your next investment property, we can also help with that. Our team has access to deals all across the country, and we connect you with your next deal in no time. And if you have a property that you would like to sell regardless of the situation, we can work with you to get your property sold ASAP. To learn more about our services or to get started, go to www.parkhillcapitalventures.com. In other great news, we released the official Millionaire Mindsets merchandise. Go to mmindsetspod.com to check our exclusive new collection of hoodies, t-shirts, and sweatshirts before they sell out. We'll be releasing new merchandise regularly, so be sure to sign up for our email list to get notified when the new releases drop. And make sure you tag us on social media at Pod to get featured on our pages. Thank you for your support, and we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. For the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast, I'm your host, Xavier. And today, we have another uh, dope episode. I'm really excited about doing this episode. I feel like it's going to be a lot of game, and these I feel like this is one of my favorite topics when we talk about the mind and, and stuff like that. And today we have Juliet on the show. She's a hypnotherapist, CEO of Move Forward, hypnosis trainer, and an NLP. So welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited. Um, I love the podcast and I love talking about the mind and money and how it relates, like the millionaire habits. So really excited to be here. Definitely, definitely. And just, just getting right, just getting right to it. So what you doing right now? How did, how did that happen? What's the start of all that? Just give them a little background on yourself. All right. Well, uh, so in 2018, like towards the end of the year, um, 
I realized that I was talking to someone and I was like, yeah, you know, like 2017, they're like, we're in 2018. And it was like the end of 2018. I'm still feeling like I had the same 2017, 2018. And I was like, I don't want to have the same 2019. And so I started to do a search for um, just like mindset stuff because I was able to get clear on the money. And so money was there, but I was still unhappy. I was still like lost. And so when I did that search, I came across so many different coaches and teachers and I joined a program where um, she actually had a hypnosis. And I and I had hypnosis before, like when I was in college because I had a breakup. <laughs> but that was like, you know, I never like revisited it. And so she had a hypnosis there for money blocks. And I was like, oh, I'm making money though. And it's fine. But I was making money, but I was working really hard because I wouldn't be able to keep the money. So then I realized that I'm making money, but I'm not keeping it. So I finally sat down, laid down and did the hypnosis and it unblocked so much. And I was like, oh shit, that's why I'm sorry. Oh, oh darn. I curse a lot on here too sometimes. Okay. <laughs> so I was just like, whoa, that's why I want to make money. That's my money motivation. And so once I released that block, I was able to start keeping a lot of the money I was making. And that meant that I could work less. And then I realized, I was like, I want another session. I want to, and I want to, and I started talking to people about it there. And someone told me like, just to do a workshop, but I ended up staying in LA for months and I did the entire training program. So now I train people to become hypnotherapists. So I was just trained to become a hypnotherapist, but now I went through the whole thing and I was taking on clients and then I was just completing all these shifts. So I shifted the, into the identity of a hypnotherapist because before I was a business funding coach. Mm. So I just helped startups and small businesses get money for, for their funding. And then, then all of a sudden I became a hypnotherapist. So now I focus on financial hypnotherapy and helping people identify like their money motivation and their money blocks because even though I focus on financial, a lot of my, even the past session I just had before hopping on this call, he said that he just got um, out of a divorce. And so we were able to focus on his money, but address so many other things. Because the thing is, money is not actually a reward. It's just a result of what you're doing. So when people come to me for money blocks, we're blocking everything in their life. So they see a change in their relationships, in their mindset, everything. So that's basically how I got here. And it, it's, it's, it, you know, I was searching for something for myself, found a solution. And then I just really wanted to share it with more people because what we know about hypnosis is just like, you know, stage hypnosis or like TV shows and it's just it's it's really a powerful tool mm, see that's that's so powerful and it's i want i want to definitely dive deeper into that because hypnosis itself like you just said it's a very interesting topic and some people hear the word it's like skeptical you know people get skeptical like him like oh like i was just talking to my friend the other day julius he was like we used to, i don't know how we got on the topic of like hypnosis and so oh, he's watching the movie get out and how she uh, get yeah yeah exactly <laughs> get out and how she got the tea and stuff and he was like, man, you think that stuff real? And I was like, me personally, I think it do just because I be watching like these crime shows and I know like in some departments, like 
I don't know if people ever heard of this, but in some departments, like say if you've seen the crime and you've seen the person that did it, but it might have been dark, so you might not have seen his face. So some departments they got like uh uh professional hip, hip hypnosis people or they'll hypnotize you so you could remember the features of this person and they remember it and they jot down the picture and then they catch the person. So I'm like, I see shit like that a lot. So I definitely think it's real, but just from this standpoint, I never really hear it from, from this angle. So this is very, very interesting. So just for the people that might hear this, like, man, hypnosis, man, this crazy. This some, uh, this some crazy, this ain't real. What, what do you, what's your reply to people like this? So with hypnosis, it's like, I, people kind of think it's like a magic. Right. It's really just a mental exercise. Because, for example, when you're driving in your car and a, a, a song comes on and it takes you back to, you know, the time when you first heard that song or a significant event, you think about, it's like you, you're back in that event. Like if it was like a song where you, you um, listen to your first crush and it just reminds you of your first crush. Right. So you know that your brain can play these programs. So hypnosis allows you to access these feelings, emotions, strategies on demand. So you don't have to wait for the song to come on. You could put the song on yourself and go back to that moment. So that's why when people have like those money playlists, you're putting yourself in trance. You're putting yourself in the money trance to to stay motivated. So we hypnotize ourselves daily. And so, and we also allow other people like advertising, marketing, everything, all of that, that subconscious manipulation, the news media. So hypnosis really just allows you to control messages that are going to your subconscious. So you have two minds, you have your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. So your, your conscious mind is where you put, you write down your to-do list, right? You're like, I'm going to do everything on that list. Your subconscious mind is like, no, we're not. <laughs> we don't feel like doing that list. You, and it gives you all the, remember, you're like, remember, you're not really going to hit that. Remember, you said that this was going to happen. And so you don't do everything on that list. But what if you were to tell your subconscious mind, no, we want to do everything on this list because we want to get X, Y, Z. And don't worry about what happened last year when we try to do this. Let's focus on today. And your subconscious mind would be like, okay, let's do that. And then you actually end up doing everything on your to-do list. So hypnosis is just allows you to get the message of what you want from your conscious mind to your subconscious mind so you don't have to work so hard. So you don't have that resistance or that doubt or those limiting beliefs in your way. Mm, that's powerful right there. And just that topic alone, the subconscious mind, the conscious mind, is powerful alone because... Like, I used to study, study that a lot, just that topic a lot. And what I learned it was, like, the subconscious mind doesn't really know the difference or, like, you know, between, like, what you want and what some thoughts you just can't control. When they just put these minds on it, it's like, all right, I can, I can manifest this shit. That's why I, I, uh, a couple of years ago, I don't remember what I was reading, but I, I read something that was saying how when you, like, if you're around somebody that's sad, you got to try your best to not, to not allow your subconscious mind to take on those same emotions because they'll manifest in your life. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's and, and if a good way of you thinking about your subconscious mind, it could be your toddler self because the subconscious mind is developed between ages one, through, you know, from the, from birth to age seven. 
So think of your subconscious mind as toddler you. Have you ever babysat a toddler? Like you have to be, you have to speak to them a certain way. You sometimes you can't be sarcastic because they'll no. take you seriously. You know, <laughs> you have to, and then you have to be gentle and nice so they feel so they're not stressed. So, for example, um, I was going to brunch with a friend, and she has a toddler, and so we needed to put her shoes on so we could go, and so you know she was running around, and it was like, so what can I say? to get her to sit down and put on her shoes so we go to brunch it's like pancakes do you like pancakes she's like yeah it's like put on your shoes so we could get pancakes and she sat down and put on her shoes and put pancakes so it's like when you put down your to-do list you know you should put down to your to have or to be list so I'm going to send out five emails today so then I can get a thousand dollars at the end of the month and so you're telling your subconscious, we're doing this so we can have this. So you're telling your, your toddler self, pancakes, so let's sit down and put on our shoes. And that's what makes it, creates that alignment between what you have to do so you can have what you want. Mm, that's powerful, sister. You're basically saying, uh, basically explaining the result of or, or the reasoning is just as, is just as important as the why. Because I feel exactly. like, like a lot of us, when we write down our goals, we'll just write down, this is what I want. But we don't write down the reasoning or the why. And you, with you saying that, that basically, that basically breaks it down, saying that's equally as important to your, to, to your brain. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Your toddler brain. Because yeah. and then you notice I said, sit down and put on your shoes or you're going to get in trouble. She's going to be like, I don't care. Just <laughs> keep running around. I said something that she actually wants, something that you're running towards versus something you're afraid of. So when you put down your to-do list, don't say, oh, you better do this or you're not going to be able to make rent. That's like puts you in agitated mode and you're almost, sometimes you get defensive versus do this and then you can move into a nicer apartment. And you're right. like, okay, bet, let's do this. So when you put down your goals or your to-do list, make sure that it's something that you're going towards versus running away. That's a, that's a game right there. And that, is that also why you should uh, talk about writing things in a past tense as if you already completed it? Yeah, yeah, because um, that resistance, you, so your toddler self, you know, when you're trying to tell them to do something, they have that, you know, that little resistance, that little wiggle. So your brain has that. So if you're writing down your to-do list or your goals and you're saying, yeah, I'm going to make um, 10K this month. And then you start thinking, oh, but what if you get sick? Or what if, um, you know, that client doesn't pay? What if this happens? But if you write that, I made 10K in March, 2020. It was amazing. I was able to do X, Y, Z. And your brain is like, yeah, yeah, you did. You know, so it's already thinking because we already make the agreement based on our previous conditioning that we can't change the past. We, everyone tells us that in the media, our friends tell us that, we tell ourselves that we can't change the past. So we have that ingrained in our subconscious mind. Our toddler mind knows that we can't change the past. So if we write down this thing in past tense, remember when we made 10K in March, 2020, wasn't that amazing? It's like, yeah, I remember. So there's no resistance there and you feel good. And so, you know how people say your emotions are responsible for your actions. 
but your thoughts are responsible for your emotions. So when you notice that you're not feeling motivated, it's because you're thinking a certain thought over and over again. So when you write down what you have or what you want in the past, you start thinking positive thoughts of like, you already got that. And so you start feeling good. And when you feel good, your behavior changes, it aligns. Like you actually want to get out of bed early. You actually want to hop on the computer and send out those emails. You actually are excited to hop on that sales call. Right. And I've seen you uh, speak about that on Twitter, saying just pretty much the link between those three, the thoughts, feelings, and your behavior. And I'm like, man, that's, yes. that's, so, that's, that's so real. That's why when I, uh, like whenever I see somebody like being down or uh, like feeling sad, I always, the first thing I ask them is like, what you thinking about? Like, what's going on in your head? Like, <laughs> exactly. I know how you feel this way. Because you can't, you can't think good, happy, prosperous thoughts and be sad. It's like pretty much impossible. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, uh, I also want to add, because I've seen you speak about this as well. You talk about the 10 signs that you that you suffering from financial PTSD. And I'm like, damn, this is heavy right here. Yeah. So I, I, I just want you to touch on that for a second, because it might be people that suffering from that financial PTSD and don't even know it. Yeah. And, and so the um, original study was by... Um, this doctor, he was doing it for a financial company. And so I'm getting my PhD in neuropsychology, but I focus on how stress it affects the brain health. And so when I was doing my research, I came across the financial PSD, PTSD. And you realize as a millennial too, um, a lot more of us suffer because either we just graduated right when the recession hit or we were teenagers or um, in middle school and we saw how the recession affected our parents. So when you see how the recession affected your parents, you take on that trauma. And then if, you, if it directly affected you with student loans or anything else, then you have that PTSD. So even when you're doing well now, so you could be making six figures or you could have paid all your debt, you still have that residual trauma and that because the trauma is, is this, it's in your emotions, which is in your habits. So you still get, you know, stressed out when you see an unknown phone number because you think it's a bill collector, you know? <laughs> You still get stressed out when um, pe- you see your date order something over fifty dollars. You're like, even though you have the money, you still like how you remember the time when you didn't. It takes you back to that stress. And when you go to the supermarket and you go over your hundred dollar budget, it's like one hundred and ten dollars. You still like when you're swiping your card, you still get that knot in your stomach, you know. So even it's like no matter how much you make, that feeling is still there. And so because that feeling is still there, that can block you from making more, but that can make you behave in a way where you lose it all again. That's what happens when people win the lottery. They still have that trauma, like, you know, homeless to millionaire. If they just, if you gave a homeless person a million dollars, it's still gonna, you're gonna check in with them five years later and they probably would be in the same place or that million dollars is gone. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the mentality you gotta fix. That I always tell people you gotta fix your mindset first before it, before anything, and that's just that's so real. And I was just while you was talking, I was just thinking back like with my own situation. And I know, like, uh, cause I came in my environment, my parents they lost their house in the recession, so I know I was 
like 13, 14. So I remember it vividly. And I remember it was points in time in my life when I got older, I'm like, man, I don't want no house. And I used to be thinking like, man, I don't know why I feel like that. But I, I now I know it was because I seen my parents lose theirs in a recession. So it kind of mentally, it kind of made me think like, nah, I ain't, I'm good on that. And just, yeah. <laughs> and just other like little things, like just because I remember coming up and just being in different places with my parents, like just like you could be at the uh, mall or the game. It's like, no, nah, we ain't about, we going to eat before we come because we ain't spending no money while we there. And I'll be catching myself now like doing the same thing when I be like, yo, I got them. I could easily afford to buy yeah. me nachos, buy me something to drink. Like, why am I thinking like this? And it's that in my head where it's like, yo, mm-hmm. I'm not in that situation. I got to fix my brain. So that's, that's super powerful. Yeah. And it's like, and then as you up level, it's almost like the blowback is more because it's like real, it's almost like a rubber band. So it's important. That's why like I focus on high performers because I'm not a therapist. I'm a, I'm a financial hypnotherapist. So I work with people that make six figures or more so they can optimize their, the level that they ask they're at. So they can make multiple six figures or get to seven figures and multiple seven figures, because it's like, you kind of, you, you were able to get to six figures without taking care of all that stuff. But now, you know, you better, you have to, you know, face it and optimize your brain and your emotions so you can stay at this level and then get higher and higher. You don't want to get stuck at just a hundred K. Facts. And I see that's, <laughs> that's so funny. Cause I was about to say, I seen you say, you talked about, you said the six layers of success and you said when you hit six figures or increase your income, it's a subconscious block that uh that keeps you in survivor mode rather than expansion mode. And I'm like, wow, that's so true. And that's something me and Deanna was talking about because I know from experience something similar happened to me. Like I know when I when I initially hit six figures, my mind was like, because you know, in your mind, I always wanted to get to that point as a kid. I'm like, man, when I get a hundred thousand, and you get there, it's like, oh shit. Like I just started it's like a reverse of my mind happened, like. I could lose this. I'd be like, yeah. like, man, I need to like, man, I need to do this, do that. I don't want to lose this. I don't want to go back instead of thinking like that expansion mode, like you said, where it's mm-hmm. like, this, like, I need to do this, this, let me keep building on this. And then it was like a little setback. And then I fixed my mind and I was just mm-hmm. kept going, but that's, that's real. So I know other people go through. Yeah, for sure. And I, like, I know one of my clients, he hit um, five mil and then he lost it all. Like he ended up living, moving back in with his parents in London. And yeah, so it was like, but it's like, finally, when he finally lost it all, that fear, he got rid of the fear. And so then he's like, let me start over again. But he's like, but I am lo- I don't want to lose it again. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's like, so how much do I got to pay you? So we, I don't feel like doing this again. Um, so it's like, you almost like, it's just that fear, the fear that is, fear is like the biggest block fear is the biggest thing that can keep you stuck and keep you from moving past it or keep or create something where you lose it so that comes from the ptsd and the trauma um, because he saw his parents and how they were growing up and so like when i realized the term financial ptsd i started to see it amongst my clients all the things it's either they have the trauma or the PTSD. And even if you weren't raised that way, if there is a point in your life when you're working, everything's going well, and then you lose your job. And it's like for like five, six months, 
you can't find anything else. I saw on, on Twitter, there was a girl, she said, I used to be like this top educator for in her field and she lost her job. She was making six figures. She lost her job. And so she's been looking for a job in her field for five months now. And all the other jobs that she's able to get are like, you know, $10 an hour, $15 an hour, not to the level where she was. Right. And it really clashed with her identity. And then it made her like, start looking at what she values and her her identity was tied to money and tied to the um the role the title and the role so a second thing that besides financial trauma is that i want people to not to link your identity to your job to what you do or what you have because you should always be a boss you know no matter where you're at. And so that helps you. So when you are faced with adversity, faced with an obstacle, you know that you're only going to be there for a certain amount of time. This is just a temporary situation because you're a boss, no matter what, you know? And so had she taken on the identity of a boss versus someone linked to this job, when she lost the job, she would have been like, all right, so I need X amount of money to take care of this. So she would just take in another job and then still work on what she has to do. So she wouldn't still have the money to implement any plans that she had to do. You know, like when people lose things or they get in a setback, they think like, oh, I can't move back in with my parents because people will think X, Y, Z. But it doesn't matter what people think when you know who you are and you're strong in your identity. And when you're strong in your identity, you know your values, you know your beliefs, and that affects your emotions, that affects your habits, and then that affects your results. So it's also important once you realize that you have this trauma to shift into the identity of the person that this trauma doesn't impact the person that you truly are meant to be and who you are. That's, that's packed with a lot right there. I, I, I love that. And that's, man, it's, it's, it's a lot that comes into, uh, especially with the majority of us that's going through this, that's like younger than 30 or whatever. It's a lot that we still have to learn. And a lot of us feel like we fucking know it all. and We got this place, but we still like, uh, somebody on Twitter, Josh, he always say, he said, we still, uh, babies mentally. And um, he said we gotta have that mentality, but I like to talk about the the um, reprogramming the the brain process because I know that's that's a very I'm pretty sure you know about like uh what they call it epigen epigenetics epi- mm-hmm. you say how you do it? epigenetics yeah, yeah. you got it. <laughs> it, it, it it's basically about reprogramming the brain for whatever you want to accomplish or whatever you want to do, but I know a lot of people they struggle with that process. It's like man, that's like it's like impossible. How the hell am I going to wire my brain for like, like, how can I do that? Do you mind just talking about that? Sure. Yeah. And I want to also talk about if you are, especially this is really important because if you're black and in America, it's a different experience than if you're black in the UK or black in the Caribbean or, you know, in Africa it's a different type of trauma that if your parent, you know, your ancestry has any, if you have um, slavery in your ancestry, that trauma is actually inherited. Mm. So your financial trauma or the trauma that you have can go back 
through generations and you just like get that in your DNA. So my, my trainer, my instructor, he actually um, removed the trauma from generational trauma from one of his clients from, um, from slavery. And he was just two generations removed from it. Oh shit! So he's older. Yeah, Yeah, he was older. Yeah, and so yeah, so it was like deeply ingrained. So once you remove that trauma, because it's like you're trying to go somewhere, and so you filled up your tank. So you got your money. You filled up your tank. um, You washed your car. You packed up the car, and you put your foot in the gas, but it's still in park. That's the trauma. The trauma puts you in part and so you're stepping on the gas stepping on the gas stepping on the gas you're ready to go but you're still in part because of all this trauma so what i do during a session i learn about the person and then we go and we do a timeline exercise where we clear out that trauma we clear and then we clear out the blocks because your subconscious blocks you think it's something that's happening to you now but a lot of times it's deeper than that so we clear out that trauma whatever if it's whatever it means to you and your family and your generation and your um history so we clear out that trauma then you can start then you can talk about now so then we clear out the subconscious blocks right the emotional blocks the negative emotions because emotions when you get triggers, that's just really your subconscious mind telling you to learn from this experience so you can let it go. So then you clear out the negative emotions. Then we talk about your negative beliefs or your limiting beliefs, right? And then we clear out those limiting beliefs and then we replace it with more empowering beliefs. Then we talk about who your next level self is. And you give that next level self a name, like Xavier 2.0 or, you know, 3.0. And then we talk about what he values. Mm. So it's identity, then your values, like what is important to you? What's really important to you? Taking care of your family, creating generational wealth, um, creating something for your community, and then what do you believe about this? Do you believe that you can do it through real estate? Do you believe you can do it through education? Do you believe you can do it through entertainment, right? And then what do you need to know? It's like, do you need to learn some other um, things or skills to be able to make this happen? Right. And once you get the knowledge, or if you already have the knowledge, then you work on your habits and your behavior. So what do you do every day to make this happen? And then you all of a sudden see it in your environment. So after you get from all the way up there, then it's here. You look around and it's there. You reprogram your mind. And it's all in layers. It's not just, it's because the reason why people can't imagine that is because you're so, there's so many layers to it. A lot of people, when they want to start working on their mindset, they read books, they start doing morning routines, but they're only focused on the middle part and they don't stick to it. This happens with everything, with weight loss, everything. So it doesn't matter if you, you have a cheat day or you have m- multiple cheat days because you're focusing on the habit. But 
if you focus on your identity, if you're the type of person like, oh no, I don't really have cheat days. I don't need cheat days because I eat um, well. I eat this X amount of calories because I'm just the type of person that does it. Mm. No one, no one goes to you and says, "Hey, um, do you um, do you brush your teeth every day?" You're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I brush my teeth every day. That's just <laughs> I'm a hygienic person. So when you shift your identity, these things going to the gym, eating well just becomes as easy as brushing your teeth every day. Mm. And something I noticed with, with, with that is, what I think is, is powerful also is asking yourself the right questions. Because those questions that you just asked in that process are the questions that it was it was simple, but it, it just added all up. It was just making everything add up to be this person that you eventually want to be. But if somebody don't know to ask those questions as far as like that person or it could be five, 10, 20 years from now. What is that person doing? What is he, you know, stuff like that. That's questions that people are probably not aware of to even ask themselves. So that's, I feel like that's super important as well. Just knowing yeah. that. Yeah, just knowing that. Exactly. And that's what I tell, because it's like, you could really just have one session with me, right? Just one session. Because after that session, you release the trauma and stuff that has been holding you back. And then you can coach yourself. Like, I, I'm not, my therapy is really, I don't want to see you for more than five times, you know, and then maybe see you next year or the following year when you up level or something happens, you know, or if you have a specific goal, I'm just like a fitness trainer, essentially for your brain, like you hit your weight goal, and then you're good and you maintain it. And then you could come back to me if you want a different goal or something. But after our session, you're training yourself, you're coaching yourself, and you're, you're building the mind that you want, you're curating your focus. And then at the end of the day, once you retrain your brain, the middle of it is your focus. What are you focused on? Because what you focus on is your reality. Because we can only process a certain amount of information with our brains. And so what is that 24 bits being filled with? You know, is it filled with, you know, um, what's going on in the news, what's going on this is, or is it filled with the stuff that you need to stay aligned with the goals that you have for your identity and the life that you want. So you can really curate your focus when you reach, retrain your brain. And then at the end of the day, the middle of it is just staying aligned and staying focused. Mm. And the, let me, let me ask you this. So you think that process, do you think it's necessary like let, let me think of a better way to ask this. Do you think an isolation beforehand is necessary for that process? Like a social media break or something? Not even just that. Like, let me think of the best way to put it. Like how I was in the military, right? And if anybody knows that's been in the military, when you go to boot camp, they isolate you from everybody just so they can build you up and build you as the person that they want you to be. So similar, so basically something similar to that. When you reprogram it, reprogramming your brain do you need to isolate yourself from certain things whether it be tv uh listening to certain music and just go like uh on a on a i don't know like a cleanse where you just like really trying to focus on yourself rebuild yourself then go back to maybe doing those same things is that necessary um it's not necessary but it's ideal because it's funny that you say that because the two three clients that i have in my um 
90-day brain training program. It's called Master of Universe. They were in the Navy, um, the Army, and the Air Force. Mm-hmm. And so he joined my program right before he went out to sea. So he was listening to my stuff, like, while he's away. And then when he came back, he was ready for our sessions. So I saw a huge difference between him and the people that were still, like, going to work and doing everything during the day. But I've also had people that still go to work and do their day-to-day as they're meeting with me and they still get progress. But I noticed, like, a huge shift with him. Like, his face changed everything. Like, his, just, so it does really help. So if you can, when you first start retraining your brain, do it for at least 14 days. I noticed that the sweet spot is 14 to 21 days, right? So that gives you a head start to clear everything that was already there. And then you can integrate yourself back, but also kind of look at who you're hanging around, what you're reading, what you're doing, because all this stuff is being um, absorbed by your subconscious mind. It's like you're eating well, you're doing a great diet, but then, you know, you take a half slice of cake here, you drink a soda here. So like you can look at the people in your life as cake or soda and the news that you're, and the stuff that you're watching as cake or soda. Sometimes you can, like, I still can watch a horror movie, you know? Like, I'm not just watching um, The Secret over and over again. <laughs> like, I watch horror movies and thrillers and stuff because that's, like, what I like. But subconsciously, I was able to build that strength first before I started to do that again. Mm-hmm. Before yeah. it would, like, affect me a certain way. Like, I would be crying and stuff. Like, <laughs> like Julia always cries in movies. Now I'm like, oh, it's not real, you know? Because right. my brain was taking that information differently. Mm-hmm. So if you want to build your tolerance better, it's just like when you, you go, you stop drinking, you don't hang around people that drink a lot until, like, you get your 90-day chip. Then you can start, you know, socializing and dating and stuff like that. All right. Wow, that's that's powerful. Cause I, like me personally, I feel like a, a step back from things is I don't want to say it's necessary, but I think it's super beneficial because just from just even experiences, it's like it's hard to evaluate things what it is when you're in the middle of it to really understand. But when you step back from things, you get a different perspective and you think, okay, I'm gonna deal with it this way. You just see things; it's a different way you see it and a different way you want to handle it, a different way you feel about it. Like I said, it's much harder to do that when you're in the middle of it every day. It's like I always use uh, sports analogies when I'm doing analogy. It's like if you play ball or something, like if you had a coach and they want you to realize something, they always take you out of the game, whether it's a couple minutes, then just leave you in there and figure it out. A lot of times they'll take you out, sit you down and say, just watch. You see what just happened? All right. And then now you're like, oh, shit. Well, you wouldn't be able to get that viewpoint if you were just in the middle of it because everything happening so fast. And it's like, exactly. you can't really see from the outside of it. So I definitely th- I, I definitely agree with you saying. I think it's a, a beneficial. A lot. I know me, when I first started meditating, this was in uh, 2012, I think. Yeah, this was in 2012. I first started, it's crazy. I learned about meditation because I used to go to the library by my house all the time. And I was just read and I used to start reading all these books. So I started meditating. And I, like, I literally isolated myself from, like, everything for, like, a month from, like, friends, everything. Just because I wanted to – I was really trying to, like, focus on my mind and, like, really level up, like, for real. Wow, so yeah. I started, and I started for, like, a month. And then things started manifesting. I went back to, like, uh, in my old environments. But my mentality wasn't the same. The way I thought about things wasn't the same no more. So, I, yeah, I think, I think it's definitely – that's definitely real, what you were saying. 
exactly and what meditation does is it gives you that that break mentally because if you're someone that's listening to this now and you're like stuck in an environment where you can't really you know get that time away like you have to stay there you can go away in your head yep you can get away so it doesn't have to be a physical removal it can be mental and that's what the um so i have hypnosis and i have meditations within my brain training programs because hypnosis is really to recalibrate and then the meditation is to maintain that mm. maintain that status maintain it yeah so do you advise meditating like every day yeah i definitely do i meditate twice a day um especially because I interact with so many people and I run four different businesses now. So meditation is key for me to like clear. And um, I shift into like different modes of the brain, almost like, all right, it's time for, you know, therapeutic mode. All right, it's time for coding brain. It's time for, mm-hmm. you know, real estate. Okay, it's time for this, um, you know, we're creating this like um, baby clothing line so it's like designer brain so it's like i need to shift and so meditation helps you clear and refocus because remember at the center of everything is your focus and that's what meditation does so a lot of people they think that meditation is just like oh it's not necessary but and they think it's just like sitting and a yoga pose or something but you can meditate in the shower you can meditate when you sit at your desk you're like all right it's time to go into coding mode that that is just shifting your focus. Yeah, meditation meditation is powerful. I, I definitely advise everybody to do it. Like I, I need, I'm about to start getting back into a heavy how I used to because it's funny how shit works. Like I'll meditate like whenever I'm trying to hit another level, I'll start going to like deep meditations, and then when I yep. get to the level, I'll stop. And then I'll be like, I'll hit a phase where I'm like, man, nah, I need to go to somewhere else. I'll just start meditating again. But I need to start doing it all the time no matter what instead of yeah. like all right i'm trying to hit something else now yeah <laughs> you know, like the maintaining one and then you yeah. have the up level like you know kind of like when you're trying to get ready for um for a, a season or if you're trying to get ready for an event like i'm like why am i <laughs> you, know, you don't fit in a dress <laughs> like you know you fit in a dress or something <laughs> but you start like trading extra hard that's no, what you right. do but you either way you're still always like healthy at a healthy weight Mm-hmm. a healthy um setting like your static like so i have a meditation where it's called success is my natural setting so it keeps people at just like they never have to go back down in order to go up like they just stay you know at a good level and then they just go up when they're ready to up level so they never have to like fall back anymore so during a session it's like you don't go back like we we cut those wires we cut that pro- so your neural pathways when people talk about rewiring their brain is because um your brain has these neural pathways because they fire these certain neurons in your brain fire consistently together when you're doing something or when you're feeling something so it's like oh you love this particular dish and that this set of neurons fire off when you get in front of that dish that plate of food and when you're doing a project or you're working on something these certain set of neurons fire off when you're working on this project so you have a certain set of neurons that fire off when you fail or when you get sad or you get dejected 
or you, when you self-sabotage, this certain set of neurons fire off. So with hypnosis, we replace that set of neurons with a different set of neurons to fire off. So when that set of neurons continues to fire off, the other set is like, oh, well, right, so y'all need me anymore? And so it stops firing off. So you can't even access that set of neurons again unless you like really like F it up, you know? <laughs> so now you have a new set of neurons, so you can't even go back to, you have a diff, you have a whole new brain, essentially. Because you can see it with um, brain imaging. This is so, this, I, this conversation, it, like I keep saying, it's so powerful because like how you mentioned earlier, and I talked about this before on Twitter, is like I was saying, I think the first seven years of someone's life is like the most crucial when it comes to brain work and stuff. And there was a lot of people like disagreeing or whatever. But the thing is, if you come up in an effed up environment, you might feel like, man, I was born into this. I don't got no choice. I can't break all these trauma and all this stuff I went through mentally. But when you had conversations like this, it's like, whoa, okay, there is a way out. I can shift that mentality. And, and break those triggers and break this cycle that I'm going through. Yeah. It's like your brain is a muscle. It's like people get, and if someone can rebuild their motor skills, you can hit six figures. Yeah. You know, someone has a stroke and all of a sudden can put back their face together and start to talk again and start to remember things again with their brain. You can hit six figures. You can have a 10K month, you know? It's like, oh, yeah, my, my mom learned how to talk again after two years. Yeah, so then you can hit 10K. Yeah, I, so I it's, it's light work compared to, because it's like people don't realize until you see the extreme version. Like, if you if they go on now, just go on YouTube and see brain regeneration. Mm. You'll see all these stories about people, like, missing parts of their brain and it comes back, you know? So if they could re- rebuild their brain, you can hit 10K months. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and I also seen you speak on, you said taking notes. You said taking notes of mental shifts as you hit like different levels, whether it be like six and seven figures. And I'm like, damn, that's like, I never thought about that before. But why is that for the people that never heard of that? Why is that so important to take notes of those mental shifts? Because it's like, you see um, a lot of these courses and programs that people are like, hit six, you know, six figures in six months. And it's like, it's, they can do that because that person went through so much. So now they have a blueprint for other people to follow. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times the blueprint is the middle part of what we're talking about. It's the, it's the skills and it's the habits and then it's the environment. So that blueprint, they don't realize that they're only giving them actually half of the blueprint. The other half is like the identity shift that person had to make, the value shift that person had to make, and the belief shift that person had to make. So you can see, because I've taken a lot of programs, so I can see in Facebook groups, like um, 30% of the people are, are like, yeah, I hit my stuff. And you see like testimonials of, you know, you're like, oh, this program is going to work. But then the other people, they're like, it's not working for me. Like, why not? And it's because they didn't do the identity shift and they didn't do the value shift and the belief shifts before they started to get the skills and everything. For example, I um, joined a Facebook, because I used to do Facebook advertising, ads manager agency. And so I joined a group and in, when I joined the group, I already had sales skills because my background is tech skills, tech, 
you know, tech. So I already had the skills I needed to learn a little bit more. And I already had the identity of an agency owner or business owner because I had a business before and I was just adding this to my roster. And so when I joined, I was able to get three clients and hit 20K, right? And so I posted, they're like, Julia, it's been two weeks because when I joined the program, I was, I was already like a business owner and a salesperson. I just needed that little piece of information to, to get going. But a lot of people joined it so they can become shift into the agency mode and all this other stuff. And they didn't get that. So then I was getting people messaging me like, what did you do? Blah, blah, blah. What, what, what niche are you focused on? It's like, it's not even about the niche it's because of who I already was when I joined the group or the program. <laughs> yeah, that's real. That's, that's crazy though. If you think about it like that, that's yeah. you, you said people was hitting you up like, what did you do? <laughs> I was like, they're like, what niche are you in? I was <laughs> like, I can literally give you my Excel sheet of people and you still won't get the same results, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's really crazy. That's really crazy right there. And you and something I uh something else I seen you talk about is like burning out as an entrepreneur. And you talk about how to pretty much how to deal with entrepreneurial burnout. But before that, just for the people that might be listening to this that might feel like they're burnt out or don't know, like how does someone know that they're burnt out? So, you know, it's funny. People think like um when I write stuff, like if I'm like maybe like copy pasted or something, a lot of the stuff is <laughs> Like I'm writing about like what I went through right. <laughs> and then what my clients went through. And so I have them fill out forms and it's like the same thing goes across the board. It's like you get, you almost don't want to get more clients anymore because you feel like there's just going to be another headache. A client represents a headache or a sale represents a potential headache, right? Um, you get irritated by just like simple customer service questions or something like that. Like even just to do, if someone's like DMs you a question, you're like, oh gosh, like I see so many people blow up on Twitter about this. And I, you look at it and it's like, they just ask you a simple question. What's really bothering you, you know? It's like, I'm so sick of y'all, just read the caption. It's like, it's deeper than that. And then another thing is when um, you are, when someone asks you about your business, like, how's business going? You're like, <laughs> you don't even want to talk about it, you know? And so you start to feel just your business becomes a burden versus a tool for freedom or tool to get what you want in life. So that's when you need to either so that's when you can do conscious things to fix this subconscious block. So if your customers start looking like a burden, raise your prices or restructure your packages. So it aligns now with the lifestyle that you want. Like if I can't do, if I don't want to do one-on-one sessions anymore, then I'm just going to take those away and focus on brain training because I, you know, like I want to focus on helping people, but I want to do it where I'm not doing one-on-one anymore. And if you, if I do do one-on-ones, but I'm like, oh, it's draining me, I'm just going to raise the prices. So I get less one-on-ones, but when I do get them, it's like, worth, I feel like it's worth my time now. And people don't realize that your business, who you are when you first started your business is not who you are now. Yep. So the reason why you're burnt out is because you're still running your business like the old you when you're the new you. So now you need to realign your business to match the new you 
either the systems, either what you're selling, either what you're doing in it. Um, so then it matches with who you are. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's how you see yourself and how you are. It no longer aligns with what you're doing and what you have. Right. So that's what creates the burnout feeling. Because you could take a break. You're like, oh, I'm just going to take a break. And you come back and it's still the same business. It's still the same thing. But now you feel guilty because you took such a long break. And you're, then you get even more irritable because you still got to still do the same things. So the reason why you feel that is like, all right, so what am I doing that I don't want to do? What do I have that I don't have that I want to have? So you want to have more money. So raise your rates or add more products or add, you know, shift it so you have more money. Or if there's something that you're doing, it's like, I don't want to do one-on-one sessions anymore. Okay, don't. Or I don't want to do discovery calls anymore. Then don't. I don't want to post on my blog anymore. Don't. <laughs> so it's like, that's when you're able to be like, all right. And then, cause it's not, you don't have to, sometimes people just like, oh, let me shut my business down. But it's not really, you'll start a new business or start something new and you'll get in that groove again. So, and also it applies to relationships too. Who you are when you join the relationship is different from who you are now. So that's when you talk to your partner, you're like, hey, so I want to start doing this. And I don't want to do that anymore. All right. So I need this and I don't have it now, you know? So that's when you have that, those conversations and it's all linked to who you are. You need to always check in with yourself. Mm, that's, <laughs> wow. This is, uh, this, this is, this is, this is powerful. Like I keep saying this is powerful because it really, <laughs> especially when you get to the relationship tip, because like as many of us that have been in a relationship for five years, like I'll give an example. And I usually, and I usually don't like talk about my relationship in detail because I like to keep it private. But I'll talk about this from this standpoint. Like me and Deanna, we talk about this often because when we got together, she was 19, I was 22. I'm 26 now, she's 23. And we always had the conversations of like, let's make sure that we in tune with one another because obviously, you're not going to be that same person you was when I met you at 19. And I'm not going to be that same person at 22. It changes gradually. So mm-hmm. we got to make sure we, we like, treating each other accordingly. Like, make sure, you know what I'm saying, where, that for where we at mentally, that we on that, you know what I'm saying, on that same yeah. path and on that same. So that's, that's super important because it's a lot of people that, that I know people that get into relationships at 21, 22. Now they're 30. And or they 35 and things are not the same because the 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 way they treat each other they is like they still when they initially met but they're not that person no more. Mm-hmm, you know, exactly. Got different needs, different desires, different all that kind of stuff, and you got to meet those for where they are now. So that's a, that's definitely important. Yeah, hundred percent. And then if you're someone that's um, single or someone that is in a, a environment where what you want doesn't align with everyone else's, that's fine because it's what you want. You should not do, you shouldn't, you shouldn't start a business just because everyone else around you is starting a business. You shouldn't do a nine to five just because everyone says that you should do a nine to five. Like for me and my family, like I was one of the first people 
to just do a business. Now my mom is going to start, you know, flipping cars, you know? So it's like, you know, now it was like doing business and my brother started a trucking company. So it's like, now it just became normal to have a business. Like now my sister, she's a lawyer, but now she started her shea butter company. So it's like now everyone, even my little nephew, six months to start a business for him. So now business is the norm. But I had to deal with a lot when I first started, but I just knew that's what I wanted to do. Like, this is what I want to create. And even in relationships, if you don't want to get married, you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to. <laughs> Thank you, dog. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. And like... it's like, I think it's easier for guys to say that, but if you're a woman and you say that, people are like, oh, you just, you sad trauma. It's like, but no, you don't have to, if you, especially if you don't want to have kids, you don't have to. No. It's like the problems come. So if you have kids and you're neglecting them, that everyone's going to be mad at you. And then you have a person that you neglected and then the cycle continues. So it's like, sometimes you have to be the change based on who you want. Sometimes you change your environment, really not your environment doesn't change you. You change your environment. You change. Wow. That's that's deep right there. You change your environment because you can't you can't wait on your environment change. I always say, well, like when you wait on someone else to change so you could change, that means you don't have any control on the situation. Like yeah. it's all dependent on outside of you. I'm gonna wait for them to change, and then I'm a, like it literally makes no sense when you really think about it. Yeah, it do- and and then I have clients that um started businesses and they're with their partners who are like not supportive, and it's like you what do you want to do? And they started to focus on what they wanted. And then slowly their partner started to be like, Oh, okay. Because it's just like you start your business, but it's just like, you know what you're doing, but they don't know what you're doing. They have not seen evidence enough evidence to shift their mind. But then they, there's something that you do because you're so strong in your identity as this entrepreneur that they start to see you as that. That's real. Yeah. It's like, everyone there's this thing that um people say everyone is you pushed out if you go if you go on twitter and you're saying some stuff right and people are you're getting pushed back it's because you, there's something you're seeing within yourself that that's why you're getting that pushback because there's something within you that tweeted this a certain way that created this pushback um, I have a client that has great testimonials and results. And she said to me, she's like, everyone's probably going to think the testimonials are fake. And I was like, why would, why would you say yeah, why, would you, why would you write? It's something. So as soon as she posted the testimonials, someone was like, oh, these are fake. And it was like, see, like you see what you did? You just pushed that out there. And yeah. so I said, now that that happened, how do you feel? She's like, all right, so got it out the way. And no one has ever said that to her ever since. That happens a lot too with even just different situations with people. You'll see they they'll think like something's gonna go a certain way. And from you being outside of it, you'd be like, Why the fuck do you like why do you think that? Like where yeah. the hell from? <laughs> yeah. And then it's it's even with business funding. Business funding is the easiest funding to get, right? Like I literally have clients with seven hundred plus credit scores, income um twenty K income a month to just to get and they just really wanna just borrow fifty thousand dollars you know, and they're like, oh, they're probably not going to prove me. And then I have clients who have like 500 um, plus 500 credit scores and make 
um, less of revenue and they want like 150,000. And they're like, what do I need to do to get this? And I say, okay, do this, do this. And they stay on it. They get funding and my other clients that were just like negative did it. And so it was so clear to me how important mindset is. Mm -hmm. Even no matter what your reality is, your mindset is so important because it it creates what you do. Like if you, she handled it, she um, linked the wrong account. Um, she handed in the thing late and missed the deadline based on because she thought she wasn't going to get it. And the other one is like, what do I need to do? She turned everything in on time. She did this. And then it was like, oh, um, then the person that was working with her is like, actually, let's, let's, you, you could join this program instead. You know, they liked her so much that they, they started to look for solutions for her. So it's like, it's the right questions, putting the right energy up. Yeah. And it's like, even something as mundane as me getting a tip. So I, I just had a traffic court yesterday and I was like, I don't know, I'm not a court person, <laughs> but I was just like, so nervous. So I was like, all right, I need to embody like Annalise Keaton, this like lawyer lady. And so I, I came in there, they thought I was a lawyer. <laughs> They're like, so they were so nice to me. Everyone was so nice. They like reduced the ticket. I just paid everything and left. Instead of me coming in there like, oh my God, what am I gonna, you know? So, am I going to jail? Yeah. <laughs> like, I came in there like, I'm gonna drop this murder charge immediately. <laughs> so, that's the way I went in there because I was nervous, but I was like, all right, let me stop playing and just take on this energy of someone's hand. So, they were just like treating me like I was like one of them. So, I was like, all right, this is, this really is real. And any as mundane as a traffic ticket, as mundane as business funding, it's not magic. It's really just like you. You and how you, <laughs> I feel like this, we go so much deeper on that topic because it is really just you when you be able to master. And I feel like a, a part of that though is being able to read your environment and the stuff that's going on around you. So you can read it. So now you know how to read, how to counter it. Like this mm-hmm. is how I'm going to react. And yeah. And knowing yourself first, though, because like 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 people always say, you have to move. Like however you want people to treat you, or however what response you want to get from people, you have to move accordingly. You have to treat yourself as this person, even even if you're not. Like on the prior episode, with, uh, Marcus, the, the that does the vending machine business, he said when he go get these contracts, he move and talk and, and do these uh, deals with them, and they think he has some big company when it's really just him. Cause he yeah. his, his company's, his company's uh, logo on his polo company hat. And they're like, man, this must be like a big business. And he's like, they don't mm-hmm. know I'm a one man team. Cause he yeah. himself like align himself with being that person with people who see you as that and they treat you accordingly. Exactly. And this is something that you can, this is something I want. I always start this exercise with clients just so they can see immediate shift. Like the next day it's like, all right, so if people have been treating you a certain way, you've been getting negative energy, you are now a ball of light. You are a ball of light. What do you mean by that? You're a nice, bright, white light, positive ball of light. Okay. Just picture you have this bright ball of light inside of you that just is emanating. Like, no matter how you feel, you can feel down, but you just have this big ball of light. And when you get around people, they just feel good. Like, oh, 
hey, you're here. Like you just have this ball of light. It's it's just with you. It's you don't have to. It's always light up. It's always lit up. Right. Always. Inside of you. When you write emails, they feel the light. When you tweet, they feel the light. When you go, we're standing in line at Trader Joe's, they feel the light. You just have this big ball of light inside you that makes people feel good. And they just be like, why do I feel so good? <laughs> oh, it's you, you know? You just become this ball of light. And then soon you start, that's how my clients start becoming this positive person. Because people, and people were like, so I told him, he's like, they're like, you're glowing. He's like, where? You're glowing. When you hear that, that's how you feel. <laughs> yeah. like, you're glowing. You glow it. They're like, he's like, oh, <laughs> so it's something. And then if you if you can't visualize it, then do this. Send love. Love is the purest form of energy. Yep. If you piss at someone or you're annoyed with a client or something, send them some love. You'll see a huge shift when you send out your newsletters. When you send out anything, send out love with love. That's real, and that's and that might and that may sound cliche as to people, but that's the realest thing. Where love is, and it's like I said, it's gonna sound corny, but it's the it's the best. I don't want to say counter, but it's the best. I guess you could say counter, whatever you want to call it. It's the best way to if you want to receive certain things, you gotta be willing to push out that love first to people. It, it gotta be genuine. It can't have some ulterior motive you got. You gotta really yeah. feel it, like you know what I'm saying. What well, you want the best yeah. for people. Not so yeah, it's like I just want. Whatever you make, whatever you decide, it's cool. Because then it's also like, you know that at the end of the day, you're going to get X number of sales. So it's not tied to a client. So they don't feel that pressure or stress from you. They're like, if you go with someone else, that's fine. This is what I have people that do wholesaling, you know? So it's like, they have those two sides. It's like, you could buy it, you could sell it, whatever you, you know, for the good of all, for the best, the highest service. And people love going to him now because they're just like it's not even like his deal is better it's just like they just like working with him like working with him and they know he's not they don't feel like I, what i realized is when people feel like you don't need them especially when it comes to business and they feel like you don't need their money they're more prone to give it to you so yeah like, from their perspective it's like you're not in this for money it's something bigger than that you in this to genuinely help people or help me so I'm gonna give you my money in return. It's the same way. It's the same way with banks or anything. Like the 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 more you need a loan, I realize when you really really need a loan, the harder it is to get. Yeah. When you don't need that shit at all. <laughs> like yo, do you want this? Let me give you this, and you like. Oh, yeah. Not really. <laughs> it's it's a hundred percent like, even so. Um, I became I randomly became a food blogger influencer. And I would get free food now. Even though I could afford the food, I we go to brunch for free and just leave a tip. Like <laughs> it's like I do that now. And then even um with my sales training program, because I do NLP based sales training and hypnotic language training. That's another part of my business. Hypnotic language training. training? Yeah. What yeah. So it's like so it's not even like you're hypnotizing the client, but it's like you read people and it's like they use certain words and then you take those words and you use the same type of words with them. And so that means, that means you have a direct connection with their subconscious mind. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. So then you don't even, so there's no longer that resistance during the sales process or that sales call. And it's, it's, and I have some journalists that use it in interviews too. Cause sometimes you have to get, yeah, you know, you have to get, yeah, you gotta get, you gotta push. 
And then you you figure out what those buttons is, and you just like, okay, I got yeah. it now. Keep exactly. going. Keep, oh, that's dope. That's dope. Like this, like just getting back on the uh, hypnosis side, because I feel like this is super uh, 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 a dope topic that a lot of people don't touch on as far as. And then when they do, when people do hear about hypnosis, they think it's some magic or some spooky like. I know some people, they see it like, they, they like, I don't want to get hypnotized because what if they like twist it and do something else? And like, yeah, yeah. Like, is that like, but like me, I don't know. I'm naive to it too. Is that like a thing where you can't hypnotize somebody and like twist it to like, I don't know. some. Don't so know. even, so like even in the movie Get Out, right? Right. He, his, it's like you have to build a deep sense of trust and rapport so you saw when they were driving to the girlfriend's parents house she defended him and his safety so he immediately felt even safer with her because Mm -hmm. she defended him against the cop so he's like all right so she always has my back and then he met the parents and they were like amazing and nice to him and then he sat down with the the mom before she started to twit like he felt comfortable and he allowed, you know, gave that control over. But at the end of the day, he hypnotized himself because he was able to easily go into that sunken place. Wow. So, you have to do, so someone has to do a bunch of, like, I can't just go up to someone unless I know a lot about their history to, to do instant hypnosis. Even when we did, so we do like immediate hypnosis, but you still have to have an agreement. There has to be some type of agreement, subconscious agreement before you do that level of hypnosis or that level of shifting. So that's why we, why, that's why they started to start um, preschool so they could start to do, I'm not trying to get like, <laughs> um, you know, out of, out of character, but like preschool, they start training us young you know so we have these years of subconscious conditioning before we're able to go into the workplace and say don't go to the bathroom because we got so used to asking someone for permission to go to the bathroom Mm, that's right so used to asking someone for a break we got so used to getting paid at a certain time those are your people are like oh she's gonna twist me around i was like you've been twisted around already though (laughs) i'm actually i'm twisting you (laughs) but that's crazy because that's definitely like that's a hell of a way you put that because that's true like you so you get conditioned so much where you think other ways of conditioning is just all negative Mm -hmm. this way yeah because that's like you could get conditioned to get paid. Like, okay, I get I get paid on the first and fifteenth. Anything outside of that, it really don't make sense to you. It's like exactly, exactly. Everything's a scam. Everything's right. this. And so, and you know, it is. And then learning the history of hypnosis and how far it goes back. Hypnosis is older than psychology. Really, traditional psychology. I could, I could, I could see that though. It, it makes, it makes sense what you're saying. Though. Yeah. Hypnosis is bigger than, um, and it's like, it became, it started, the government uses, still uses hypnosis, but they don't want regular people to have it because when you have control of your mind, it's harder to control you. The mind is, and that's why, because people ask us all the time, like, uh, they be like, man, man, that's a catchy name. What made y'all name the podcast that? And the reason is because, like, we could talk about money all day or whatever it is, and that's what we're about. But at the end of the day, 
if you don't, like I always say, if you don't fix your mind, your mentality beforehand, like the, all whatever you get, it don't matter because it's, it's, it don't it don't matter at all. You could literally have someone come and live with you and do everything that you do, but if they came to live with you, ready to like not do what you wanted to prove you wrong, then the result's going to be different. That's why, like, I think I saw a recent tweet. A girl said, "If you just save like twenty dollars a day, you'll have ten k at the end of the year." If someone had a goal like I really want to save ten k at the end of the year, then they're like, "Yes, duh." They they're gonna say thank you. But if someone's like, "I'll never be able to save any money because stuff always happens to me. Money's always coming out of my account." They she gets pushback, yep. and so it's really so. That's why it's so mindset so important. You can literally give people the blueprint. You could build an agency for someone. Let me build you an agency. Let me build you a company, and they'll still fail because their mind wasn't right. Mind wasn't right. Like they like like the old saying goes. They say, uh, "What? What? How it goes? Say he or she that thinks. I forgot how it goes. Uh, that thinks whatever that thinks they are. Or that what? Well, my bad. They say if you think you can, basically. Oh you, yeah. If you think you can't, you can't. Yeah. It's as simple as that. So exactly. That's that's heavy right there. But it's a lot of stuff where that happens in between where people get in the get like shit stuck in their mind, those different traumas that we talk about, mm-hmm. they get stuck there and they think in their mind they can't forever. And then when they see people talk about I feel like that's why a lot of people it's like stuff on Twitter, and when people talk about things they get a lot of flack and a lot of pushback is because these people, even if it's basic on a basic level of the accomplishment you did. Mm-hmm. Like in their mind they can't get they can't wrap their heads around it it's like what ain't no way i can do that so they think since i can't do it how the hell can you do it yeah i think even there was another thing where it was like people always say oh no because you're privileged because you're because you're white no you're privileged because you're a man no you're privileged because you came from a good family so then i think there was a woman who was a black woman who didn't come from a good family mm-hmm. and still made it and people still get her pushed They still going to give you flat. They don't <laughs> they, they're like, no, you got like a $600 scholarship or something. <laughs> you still, so you were privileged. It was just like, what do y'all want? It's like, someone's going to be like, oh, even like stories of people who lost, they were amputees. Like they lost all their limbs and they were still able. People are like, oh, because his parents took it. I was like, oh my God. Yes. Excuse. Yeah, I realized that, like, it don't matter what it is. Like you said, when people don't want to believe or they got something stuck in their head, it's really nothing you can do. It's outside of your control because that's the way they think. So that's just on them, whether they want to address it or not. So I don't even try, like, as of lately, I don't even try to convince people mm-hmm. because it's not my job. Exactly. You know yeah. That's not my problem for that because I know how I feel. That's my job. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, look, like, well, that's my job, right? That's why they can go to you. That's why those people. <laughs> like, like, I got convinced them, no, but. <laughs> but but like, that's real. That, that, that's why. They, yeah, send them true. to me. <laughs> that's why I need to go to you so they can fix their mind right. And when they fix, when you fix your mind, it's like life is just beginning. Life mm-hmm. is like, it's like everything is light. It's like yeah. you just feel so good about everything. It's so optimistic about the mm-hmm. future. And even if you feel bad, so I want people to know, even if you feel bad, like, because a lot of people look at karma, a lot of people think, I'm a good person, I help people, why doesn't, why don't good things happen to me? 
why don't I have money? Because money is not real, it's just a result. And then money comes from expectation. So you could be an asshole, a complete asshole, but if you expect to get money at the end of the day, you're going to get money. You could be Mother Teresa, but if you don't expect to get money, then you don't get it. It's all about what you expect. And that comes from what you believe and what you value and who you are. That, wow. That, that's something that I feel like definitely needs to be discussed. Because like you said, people definitely have those thoughts that you will see people say like, I remember growing up, I used to hear people say stuff like that. Like, I'm a good person. I do this, that, that. I'm just going to just, it's just not cut out for me. Where it's like, when it comes to money, that's not, like you said, that's not how it works. There's no moral judge like, okay, you did this, you only get $5,000. No, there's yeah. nothing like it's Like you said, it's based on ex- expectation and a result of whatever you're doing that's deserving of money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's heavy right there. That's heavy. And uh, let me see, because I asked everything I wanted to ask you. Was there anything else you wanted to discuss before we got off? Yeah, um, just that it's like you don't wait until X, Y, Z to to get hypnotized or don't wait for X, Y, Z to um, hire a coach. Don't wait for X, Y, Z to get into real estate. Don't wait for X, Y, Z because the thing is getting hypnotized, getting a coach, getting into real estate is how you get X, Y, Z. That's real. That's really, that's something else you said on Twitter. You said, um, damn, I can't remember exactly what you said, but you was basically saying like, it's not the result. It's you, I, can't, I can't even remember. You were just saying the result is you making, like making an action and then you getting something, not the other way around. Basically. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like a good formula is the, um, is, we call it the formula success in NLP is B to do to have. Be to have. Yes. It's not that you have to do this and have this before you are this. It's like you have to become that before you get all those things and are able to do those things. Right. Yeah. I understand that completely because even on a financial level, when people say things like, oh man, I I can't be good with my finances because I don't make much or I don't have much. And whatever, like I'll be good with my finances when I get money, but that's not how it works. No. You gotta be good. The, be, how, the way you're gonna get money is being good with your finances, even when you have little. Exactly, and even and so I noticed that recent shift because right now I'm tracking my first million in profit because mm. I handled million dollar accounts from my nine to five. I've been making six figures since I was like 23, 22. So, but. I was mismanaging it and I didn't know, I think Usman talks about cash flow, and that's who I had the consultation with where I saw that I didn't have to work so hard, just like how I didn't have to work so hard to hit multiple six figures. I didn't have to work so hard to hit million in profit. I just needed to know this little piece and to look at it a certain way. And it's just, it's like at at each level you get, you know, you kind of have to make a mental shift some way. Yep. Especially. Yep. You want to hit that next level. You got to make some different uh, strategies. You got to go about different ways. You got to go about doing things. You can't do the same thing. And the same thing that got you to a million may not be the same thing that gets you to two. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
I'm, I'm like keeping track of everything now so I can, so when, with my programs that I have with Master Universe, it's holistic. So it's like, it's for people that have three specific goals. So we talk about your three specific goals that you're going to hit in 101 days. Mm. So it gives you three 101 days. days. Yeah. And if you don't hit that one goal, I just give you a refund because then that's not, that wasn't the point of my program. Like my point of my program is to show you to create your own personal framework for success in any area of your life. So if you want to get married, if you want to have a baby, if you want to do this, you can apply it to any area of your life. Wow. That's, that, that's super though right there. Cause I, mean, I, I definitely, for the listeners, if you feel like you having these kind of, or whatever kind of problems mentally, I definitely advise they come talk to you and get that <laughs> so they can break those barriers. Cause that's important. And until you yeah. break those barriers, you're not going to hit those next levels that you want to hit. Yeah. A hundred percent. I have people that are like, Oh, do you have a discount for your program? I'm like the program is going to pay you in the first 30 days. I have a video, I have videos I'm posting. Like, I'm like, how long did it take you to get your money back? Because a lot of people don't realize how important mindset is. So that's why I link it to money. Like my goal is, in re- is really for brain health. So by the time we're in our 50s, we don't get early onset Alzheimer's. Yeah. But that's not really what people want to hear. Like, like okay, Juliet. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> what <laughs> i'm just trying to eat this burrito right. uh, <laughs> about alzheimer's so i want to talk about money because that's the source of stress for a lot of people so once i remove that source of stress then people have time to talk about their health and love and all that other stuff yeah money money is that common factor and my my uh grandfather had alzheimer's so i'm always that's why I, that might be my why i have an infatuation with the brain i always want to know Mm-hmm. how the brain works and how to you know what i'm saying because you know like they always got the saying humans only use 10 percent of their brain and stuff like that and i'm always like why though like why can't you get use more how do you mm-hmm. access more parts of your brain to use more so I, i'm always i'm like super infatuated with the brain yeah i i, I tap into that with one of my programs it's called um, master your studies because when i was doing hypnosis training we had to learn 70 scripts by you know in our minds so it's like i have to go into theta state like when you're meditating you you go to a certain state but with theta it's like super brain super like just a little bit more you're able to access so i stored everything in my theta state so then it doesn't like take away from my day-to-day so when i came to take the exam i basically had to go in and access that like I don't remember even taking an exam, but they were like, "You pass." I was like, "Okay, cool." Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh yeah, this was this was the last thing I wanted to ask you. I seen you talk about this on so he said to talk about the business vortex. Mm, like, yeah. So what's for people that that never heard that term or don't know what what you're talking about? Do you mind talking about that? Yeah, sure. So I'm I'm sure maybe people are familiar with like sales funnels or marketing funnels. So like someone. Um, goes into your funnel. But with the business vortex, um, I take what I know as a business coach and what I know as a hypnotherapist and I combine it. So we talk about how your mind works and how you want to work in your business. For example, I have a client who's an artist, a portrait artist. So 
for her, she's not going to do the same type of thing as someone that is, has an e-com business. And then she also doesn't have the same motivations as someone that has an e-commerce business. So energetically, I can give her like a sales funnel, like, you know, they opt in, then you send them emails to look at your stuff, to buy, you know, book a session, a portrait session or buy your thing. But that's not going to work for her. That's not how she wants. That doesn't really make her feel good. So I asked her, why do you paint? And she said, to make people feel a certain way. So. I said, all right, so you like to make people feel a certain way. Now you need to also have, make them feel like they should buy this right. at a certain time. So you need to give people an excuse to buy your painting so they could feel a certain way. So that comes with holidays, you know, that comes with um, certain thing, timing, um, lifetime achievements or something like that. So to, this month is Black History Month. You want to make people feel proud of their heritage. And so you're giving them an excuse to buy your painting because it's Black History Month and the painting that you're drawing makes them feel proud of their heritage. And then now when you want to post the marketing portion, you post on Instagram, right? But you don't have a large following. What other accounts want to make people feel proud of their heritage? Tag those accounts that make people feel proud of their heritage in your um, picture. That you posted on Instagram. Now those people are going to share your photo with their audience because they make people feel proud of their heritage as well. And now when people see your painting and feel proud of the heritage, they know, oh yeah, it's Black History Month. I should buy this. Mm-hmm. And then you get a sale. That's genius right there. That's genius triggering. I mean, that's that's a big part of sales and business and marketing and all that is being able to no different triggers. This, you kind of have to be a psychologist a bit mm-hmm. if you're in business, whether you realize it or not. Yeah. You know, have your boots on the ground to know what people are thinking. Exactly. And and if she, but if it's like if she wanted to send emails, she wouldn't send those emails. But now it's a natural ver- vortex for her, a natural progression based on how she runs her business and what, how, who the people that she wants. So for for someone that is um, an e-com, I set up a different vortex for him mm. because he, you know, so it's like, and it's energy because it's like, if she, her heart isn't in the email she sends, if she's setting up this funnel just to set up a funnel, is you're going to feel it. But her heart is in posting on Instagram and tagging these people. So energetically, it makes sense. And also strategy-wise, it also makes sense. Yeah, it makes perfect so, sense. That's genius. Yeah, so the, the two together creates a business vortex. Yeah, wow. That's, a, that's, genius. <laughs> that's genius. And I hope people that's listening to this, that, that could trigger something where they're like, oh, okay, now I could take that, what you just explained, and probably apply that to my situation and yeah. whatever that might be. I have so, something for wholesaling, too. See? You, yeah. <laughs> There's a there's a girl like she didn't want to do the um driving for dollars or the banner stuff so she's a mom so she is on facebook a lot so now she's able to advertise to mom groups on facebook like people whose parents just passed away and they have estate sales and they're stressed about selling the house 
she's like, oh, I understand you just had the baby and your mom just passed and you have this house. What's the, let me take care of that for you. Let me handle it. And she gets leads from that. Wow. <laughs> that's, yo, that's, that's genius right there. I know people that listen to this probably like, what the fuck? That's, that's <laughs> yeah. It, like, oh, for any business. And any then it, business, right. Yeah, and it's natural to her because she's able to hop on Facebook while her baby's sleeping and she's talk, speaking in a language that they speak already. And then she feels good because she's not like selling, she's helping. Helping. And at the core at the core of all of that, what you're really doing is problem solving. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's problem solving at its core. And that, as we all know, that's the, that's the great start to any good business is being able to solve problems at scale, solve problems quickly at scale like that. That's yeah. that's that's a that's game right there. <laughs> I, hope, I hope people paying attention to that because they could apply that to so many ways. If you just be open minded, be radically mm-hmm. open minded, as uh, Ray Dalio always say. Yeah, exactly. Radically open minded. I love that. And uh, yeah, before but before we wrap up, I just want to say. We definitely appreciate you for coming on. This was like a super, super dope episode. I'm glad we was able to get this done. You you gave us a lot of game, a lot of gems on the brain, hypnosis and mentality, all that stuff. And uh, before we let you go, do you mind plugging in all your stuff where people can find you, follow you, if they want to get a consultation, all that? Yeah, so um, my my um, institute where I do sales training, the hypnotherapy sessions, and also you can... Um, access the brain trainings is fordinstitute.com and it's fwrdinstitute.com and then on twitter i'm at juliet siaboto and and i'm the same on instagram and then i also have a youtube channel so if you just want to you know relax and learn more about everything i post every wednesday and friday about the mind and you can also dm me if you want me to create a certain video about it i'll do like a little five minute video um it's forward university it's I, no, everything is spelled weird, so it's like F W R D U, like Y O U University. Okay, okay, that's on okay. YouTube. <laughs> like I said, for those that's listening, definitely check her out. Get a uh, consultation, all that, especially just so you can get your mind right and you can move forward. And break. In wrapping up, for those who are not following me, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Xavier C Miller. And you can follow me on Instagram at Deanna Kent, and you can follow me on Twitter at Deanna S Kent. You can also follow the Millionaire Mindsets podcast on Twitter and Instagram at M Mindsets Pod. Once again, that's the letter M in the word Mindsets and Pod, P-O-D. And that's all we have for you guys. Appreciate, appreciate y'all for tuning in. See y'all next episode. Peace. On the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next till I'm on the way. You ain't take a risk because you're too afraid. I'm going to just eat till I'm overweight. On the way. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.